This is Aiden. And this is Nate. Welcome to On Air and Ensemble Stars podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the second On Stars event ever released, uh, The Circus Story featuring uh, Fine and Twink, and also the Scout Story that came out at the same time, which is called Petissier and Features Nights. But first, let's talk a little bit about the ongoing... New the, the the developments in OnStar's culture. We had the Twink and Crazy Bee Fusion, the on the ongoing event in Gotcha. Yeah. Second anniversary events started. Mm. Lots of fun stuff. Lots of free temples that didn't give me the card I wanted. <laughs> what all are they giving us for the anniversary? Um. Just like re- resources, the free scouts. Um, there was a tag team uh, promo card mm. with Utah on it. Um, pretty nice. Nothing a really crazy. fucking cute card. Yeah. With Utah and Hinata on it. I, I it's like a two for one. Yeah. It's really really good. It's so cute. They they the the art is really good. I think that the artists outdid themselves on this card. Yeah, for They're like smiling a, and hugging. For like essentially a free card, like yeah, normally a guaranteed five star. It's like really, really good. Normally they half-ass the promotional cards, or maybe mm-hmm. it just used to be that way and it's not anymore. A lot of the promo cards now are like fine, but like even like the um, like the limited cards, like anniversary cards, are just not all that good mm-hmm. for the most part. And they're almost never five stars. But, like, this one is really good, um, just like the Hero and Hokuto one from when the app first launched. It's, like, yeah, really good. Yeah, those are good cards. So, the, these, the like, promo Subaru five stars have been, have been pretty good. Yeah, the, the Subaru five stars is pretty good, too. For being Subaru, yes. <laughs> um, OnStars has really been treating me to my favorite characters lately. They... They made a really good uh, Mama 5-star, and uh, along with a Kanata 4-star that was also fucking good. And then the very following cycle, they hit me with a Kato 5-star and a Nazana 4-star. Um, I love all those guys so much, and I love these cards. My favorite one might be the Kanata one. He's spraying himself with water in the Unbloomed, which is funny. And in the other one, he's holding, like, wet flowers... Which is also funny, and he's, like, kind of sexy about it, too. I love it when OnStars boys are wet, and they, like, are trying to be sexy about it. <laughs> it's so funny. It's such a common thread that, I like, I don't understand how, like, being wet is sexy. Because it, because it makes all your clothes see-through. Yeah, sure. Uh, other than that, though. There's, like, um, I don't know if this has happened recently, 
But whenever a, a card of a character like all drenched in, in water, there's like out, four of them. There or would, five of them. They would like also give you an unlockable outfit that was just like you could see through their shirt. <laughs> yeah. So I'm happy. Um, well, I guess you could say I've been treated in a way also, considering Valkyrie has an event going on right now. Um, I don't, I'm not ready to talk about that yet. I want to talk about the fusion first. Okay. Uh, Which was, um, I I love the twins. Mm -hmm. And so I was really looking forward to this. I like the twins and I also think Crazy B generally has good music. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was really looking forward to this and it... It turned out to be definitely one of the better fusion songs. I expected absolutely nothing. I've never like found a Twink song remarkable. And while I will admit that Crazy B are among the superior like artists in, in OnStars, they're Crazy B, so I, I can't like them. But Lemon Squash, I say this without a hint of exaggeration. Lemon Squash Cheers... <laughs> Is the Let's best on star song. Lemons, like I get it. Lemon squash cheers because like you use lemon squash to make drinks or whatever. It's mm. cute, but it's still it's, it's so, so funny dumb to say. It's really stupid. It is just like a really funny combination of words. I don't know how to go around telling people that my favorite song in all of the world is called Lemon Squash Cheers. Yeah, <laughs> I sound like a four year old, but it's so good. It, it's really good. The music video is really, really cute. Um, they, nothing crazy happens. I so want to say... It's not that much to talk about. They make really good use of there being so many guys on stage. Yeah, they kind of like spread them out well yes, so that you don't have, get overwhelmed by them. And they, they, they do the thing where they like layer them. So one's in the foreground doing something, you know, cool and cute and then one's in the background doing something kind of funny that you can like choose to pay attention to or you don't have to and it like enriches it also it i mean at the end of the day it really is only six people and so it's not like crazy over the amount like i believe in the five person unit limit h was so right for that one but uh which we've definitely said before <laughs> every time we talk about a fusion um so it, but it it's still only six people, so it's not it's not so bad. Sure. But at least they didn't do what um, Crossing Hearts did and just literally put all of them in a line because that like makes the problem much worse. The amount of people is never uh, overwhelming in this video. Everybody's really cute. They're having a fun time. The outfits are really cool. I like them a lot. Was it just me or were the animations kind of jittery this time? Um, I didn't notice more so than usual. I didn't I notice so. that, but it's probably just because they, they they all just did a line. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> uh, let's we can we can further put off uh, discussing Acanth by bringing up the awful new Tory five star. Um, I was shocked when I saw the. Okay, we're talking about white brim cartoon baby Tory. So when this card dropped, I was like fucking shocked. It's repulsive. It's ethically... They dressed him up like a cartoon baby, and then they had him pose like he's, like, holding in his piss. <laughs> and they had him put a suggestive pinky to his lips. They are they are not just sexualizing a character that 
is 15, looks and acts 12. They're also <laughs> dressing him up like a cartoon baby. It is bizarre. I I don't even know what to say. When Okay, when this card was uh, announced, mm-hmm. I mean, my first reaction was to be repulsed by it. Because no matter how you look at it, yeah, it's very, very pretty. The coloring is really nice. It is um, artistically, if you just looks, completely ignore the material. It's really, it, it's it looks really nice. But Tori laying down with like an upshot in a baby crib with a bonnet on and a pacifier look. <laughs> like he looks like he's sucking, sucking his thumb. I cannot get over this. It is so strange. The way he's twirling so his weird, hair. It's weirdly oh. sexual. And it's like. I understand OnStars is like a fan service game because of course it is. What fans are being serviced by this? I don't want to meet them. But it, yeah, it's like what demographic are you trying to reach here? People who are sexually attracted to cartoon babies? <laughs> it's weird. It's really, really weird. Yuzuru. This card is for Yuzuru. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but... I didn't see a single person talking about how weird it was. I, I think I saw one person mention that he looked like a baby and nobody else like on my on my timeline. Like everybody's like, Oh, it's so pretty, I have to have it. And I was just really, really baffled I by would the be reaction. Ashamed to, this. to have this card. Y'all need to be y'all need to hold on stars up to higher standards. And like I understand, like wanting a card because, like I, I when this card first came out, we were comparing it to like other um, cards that also were like hypersexual. Mm. Um, Halloween Hajime is worse. I've established this, and I still did do a revival event to get that card, <laughs> so I can't really say anything if without like being a, a hypocrite. Fan, yeah, there is also there is also the unbloomed, which is great. Yeah, the emblem. I I mean, we always love it when Tori's crying. He doesn't like every five star, and we love it every time. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, he's crying over something really delicious, which is Aichi lying on the ground with a sword in his back. Um, also, something that should honestly be a feature of every Aichi <laughs> five star. Bizarre that it's not. I don't think there's any Aichi five stars where he has a sword in his back. I know, but there's like two where he's holding a gun. Yeah. Anyway. Why are there so many? This is off topic a little. There are an absurd amount of OnStars cards that characters just have guns. Specifically, Aichi and Ritsu, I feel, keep getting guns. Ritsu, I think in that story, Ritsu genuinely had a gun that he was like threatening knights with. Yeah. So, I, I don't know if there's anything else that we can distract ourselves with. Unless you want to talk about the, the recent knights uh, video. Um, Promise Swords is fine. Uh, the giant, the, the longest sword I've ever seen, probably. And that's all I have to say. About I found it. out, I found out that I am unable to hold my breath for as long as it takes for the sword to like enter and then leave. Seriously, from the if you've never watched Promise Swords and like just paid attention to how long that sword is <laughs> rolling, <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I really liked it. I, I loved it actually. I think. It's one of the best tonight's music videos. It's a completely tolerable song. There's yeah. like nothing annoying about the song. It's like it's like kind of fun. Um, I like how it's like um, like the first. This is the first on Stars music video to not feature any music, and I like it 
because all the characters are doing cute little dances and I like knights. Yeah, the choreography was fun. Uh, it cute. Was. It was just, it was fine, yeah. Not as good as a lemon squash, though. No, because nothing is. <laughs> I, I mean this. So, new Valkyrie event um, mm-hmm. and song and music video. Mm-hmm. Stop <laughs> looking at me like that. I, I thought you were leading the segment. I thought um, you were... I am. Okay. I just don't know what to say yet. Okay, so a camp... The song. Okay, let's talk about... Yeah, let's talk about the let's song Let's start first. from the most basic elements and move up. Um, So, this song was written by... Can you look it up? Yeah. Okay, so... This song was written by Kanan Wakashima, who is... Was apparently... I don't know that much about her, but... She's she, like a proper musician. She's not yeah. like a company. No, she... She's done a lot of anime openings and endings. She plays the cello. Um, Badass. She's pretty cool, and she wrote both the um, music and the lyrics for the song. Awesome. Which, which is really funny because shows... the lyrics are super gay, and it's like, do you think that they told her to make them gay, or did she read the Valkyrie stories and be like, I see, they're gay? I feel like it's really, really obvious listening to this song that it is... It stands out from not only other Valkyrie songs, but just OnStar songs in general. It doesn't really sound like an OnStar song. It sounds mm-hmm. like a, a real proper like single that you know an artist would release. Um, there are some other OnStar songs that sound like that, in my opinion. Mulaku Geki was also... They like got an established band to, to, to make that song. I don't remember who... I don't remember who it was, but... The song is, um, at first, I found it a little underwhelming, but having listened to it several times, um, I, and, like, appreciating more of, like, the details of the construction, it's really, really nice, and it sounds great, and it really, I feel like, fits the, like, narrative of this music video. Ali Project is, uh, as a rock band... Um, consisting of Arika Takurano and Miki Katakura, and they, yeah, they did Muwaku Geki. Valkyrie just gets all the guests. I, I actually don't even know if that's true. Um, They've gotten at least two. Is <laughs> more than like Trickstar has. I, I know for a fact. Um, what do you think about this song? I like it a lot, but it's also kind of boring. How do I say this? I don't think it's It's boring. just not my style, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's boring. It's like the least remarkable thing about the music video. I feel like it complements the music video. You like you wouldn't want you wouldn't want the music to overshadow the visuals on this one. Right. But they should complement each other. I Maybe think that it does a, good a pretty good job of that. Um It's not underwater. Okay, well I feel like you're being too hard on it. I I don't know. I I'm having a hard time remarking on it, sure. frankly. Um, then up to the video. I actually watched the music video for this before Nate did because Nate was terrified. Yeah, I was scared. <laughs> he cares about Valkyrie so much that like when when they get Valkyrie wrong, um, it just crushes him. So I watched the music video before him 
to see if it was bad or not for him, like his canary in the coal mine. And um, my my first thought was, I have no idea if this is good or bad, but it's so fucking bonkers that I think it must be watched. I still think that what what really makes this music video like enjoyable and remarkable to me is just how unusual it is mm. it's like it's like the most of a narrative that we've ever gotten out of an on stars music video sure and it it's like more of a narrative than it is anything else almost um mm. i really like that and it's hilarious that it's like hilariously on the nose the story that they went with yeah <laughs> it's it's they barely tried to distance themselves from the actual practical reality of their relationship sure um I loved the choreography in this one. I love it. Especially Mika's moves. Uh, and like when the camera gets real close to Mika's face and he puts his hand towards it. Um, I, I like that. Um, the only thing about the music video I don't like is I think that they were fucking cowards for bringing Shu back at the end. I was really excited. I, I was like, it's a super bold choice to have Shu just leave. I was, I was excited that they were going to do that and leave me with that, that chilling feeling but then they didn't they just had to resolve it because on stars is like that they just have to resolve everything mm -hmm. it's funny how they were bugs in a little terrarium they weren't bugs they were flowers they're like bugs though no <laughs> they're like little bugs they're they're literally supposed to be flowers okay the whole thing is you know flowers sure right um the terrarium set was like fine, but I think it's kind of obvious that they just had this idea of where they wanted Shu and Mika to be separated by this mm -hmm. glass so that Shu couldn't get to him. But they didn't know. But they didn't really know how to execute it, and this was just kind of the best they could come up with. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, the music video was pretty crazy. I was in shock when I first watched it because I was like, I can't believe they actually like dedicated a whole music video to like t telling a story like this mm -hmm. yeah um, but i really shouldn't have been because they've been going this way for a while they have been going this way but this is a huge leap in that direction i believe i think belief for leaves was no belief for leaves was nothing belief no. for leaves they're on a ship oh no a storm oh nice they're out of the storm yeah that's that's all of it, it i feel like it's a much less complicated story well, Unless I, involved. you're dumbing it down quite a bit, I okay. have to say. I, what else is there? Oh, shit, hero spinning the globe. <laughs> okay, Mayo was going to commit suicide for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how could you overlook that detail? Um, I like the, the narrative. I liked, I thought it was cool, like the flashbacks, the flash forwards. Mm -hmm. um, I do think that this isn't like a huge deal. But I do think that it is interesting how it it makes it impossible to like put other characters into this music video, <laughs> um, because it is just really strange seeing them like in this very specific to Valkyrie scenario. Yeah. Um, and I, I saw like a bunch of screenshots of people who like were putting other characters in there, and it just kind of always looked weird. Um, whereas for a lot of like most music videos, it's kind of fun to put other characters in there. So the music video is good. I don't know if it's my favorite Valk music video. I haven't decided, but I do like it a lot. I'm not disappointed by it. 
thankfully. <laughs> what about the what about the story? You just read a, a live yeah, I just read the story. A live tweeting. First things first. It. I looked up the type bisque dolls. I looked up the type of doll this is. Yeah. They're fucking ugly. <laughs> They're kind of <laughs> fucked up looking dolls. They're the kind of, it's the type of doll that is what I imagine that uh, Mademoiselle is. Yeah. Like a very similar style. Um, and so I wasn't surprised at all by well, I already knew what that kind of doll was because of uh-huh. course I did, because I love dolls. Average Valkyrie fan. Yeah. What kind of Valkyrie fan doesn't like dolls? Like, I feel like if you like Valkyrie and you don't, if you don't like specifically have a fondness for dolls, and like, you're like missing you're out like, on a dimension of the, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but I think that it's I think I think that the doll thing is really cute. Um, as much as I as much as I like struggle with like accepting that they want to canonize like supernatural stuff. I, I am a sucker Which for a haunted so doll story. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm also struggling to reconcile with that. The story leaves it, like, open-ended, and most people have, or of, that I've seen are of the opinion that it was just kind of Mika dissociating. Right. <laughs> and it um, just happened to, like, coincide with the she bringing the doll. I'm glad that they, I'm glad that they made it that way, because I definitely would struggle to like incorporate it into my like existing perspective on the world of on stars <laughs> yeah. um but it was fun it was fun that they toyed with that it's you know it's interesting before the story came out nate said nate said to me this story could go one of two ways either it will be fluffy and inconsequential but like pretty good or it will go absolutely fucking crazy like Shinsekai and feature like really wild ridiculous concepts Mm -hmm. um and it kind of turned into both yeah yeah it's a little weird like Shinsekai I don't know why Valkyrie stories keep on getting this treatment it is not weird like Shinsekai (laughs) like it doesn't get weirder than that 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 Uh in my opinion is the most bizarre on-star story today but um it it did have a little of that like silly silliness kind of weirdness. I found myself really really fond of it in this story. It's I feel cute... like they used it really well because I think it's because they were like doing the like archetypal haunted doll story, and so mm-hmm. it was like like almost playful instead of like Shinsekai feels like it's like kind of going out of control. Yeah. But this story this story feels very much it's living in itself. It's very low stakes and mm-hmm. I also thought that it, I'm just so happy for Mika that he has a haunted doll because you know he's wanted <laughs> one. Yes his whole life. Forever. <laughs> Shu and Mika sometimes I think that they're so cute and sometimes I'm like, this is sick. They need to be <laughs> separated for their own good. They need to be behind those that glass wall. Uh-huh. But sometimes I'm like, oh. Yeah. Like, oh, he got him a gift. Oh, yeah. He, he got up early for him. <laughs> they're really, really sweet in this story. I, I was... feel like I'm a part of their toxic dynamic. I feel like I'm enabling <laughs> them by finding them cute. Um, no, they really are cute, though. This story, like, showcases how, for the most part, they've, you know, resolved a lot of the things that were causing that toxicity. Shu is still, like, too mean. That's just how he is. Uh, Yeah. Shu is never not going to be like that to anybody. I guess so. 
Um, and you know, maybe he should work on it, but honestly, <laughs> I think so. I mean, look, thinking back on like how we used to be, it's really it's nothing. definitely, it's nothing in comparison. I, I love how Mika is so like weird as a person that it takes people so fucking long to become alarmed that he's like unresponsive to pain and completely silent. Yeah. She was like, I'll deal with this tomorrow. And and Sena, Sena and Hanjime like hung out with him for like a little while before they were like, what's up with this guy? Um, I, I thought I thought it was really funny. I, I caught I got a big kick out of um Izumi and Hajime in this story. I love I love it's like such an on stars thing when the three star characters like orbit around the narrative in a way where you can tell that basically any character could play this role. Yeah. And they're only sure. there because they're the three star. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's fun. Um I, I also mean, loved Sena and Hajime. I loved Sena's interaction with Mika that Mika like made weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and I loved Sena bitch fighting with Shu. Um, Izumi and Shu together are always really fun. Uh, this story confirmed what you said last episode, which is that Sena and Shu are probably not at home all that much. Yeah, no, of course not. That doesn't. That wouldn't make any sense because they both like Duh. basically live, you know, in other in countries. Um, but I, I do think it's fun how they acknowledged how like usually the dorm arrangement works because mm-hmm. half of them aren't there but right. like sit, like the one time they kind of all happened to end up being there together it was like terrible it's fun that they're dipping into like talking about the dorms what do you think that thing was that that Sana mentioned like hypnosis caused an uproar in the dorms in new year's um fuck i <clears throat> knew i like know what this is but i don't know mm. well it's it's fun to see that OnStars like is still continually like referencing other stories because that's yeah. always been a big part of OnStars that I really like. I mean, even this. I mean, this story had like a lot of references. It had a pretty direct reference to like Mika, um, Mika's monologue in Human Comedy, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of um, OnStars. I feel like lately, especially, has been doing a lot of callbacks, especially to like the old era, which is always you know, nice to see. I have mixed feelings on it because obviously I love old era on stars, but on the other hand, it kind of indicates that they've like realized how unconfident they are with the new territory that they're trying to tread. Um, I, I think that like a lot of, um, stuff lately has been taking it because Akira has only been writing like gotchas for the last like little while. Oh, he's really? not, he hasn't been doing event stories. Oh shit, the, seriously. like past couple ones. Mm-hmm. That's crazy because he used to do all the events. Yeah. And so he, he's obviously like starting to take a back seat like when it comes to writing. He isn't doing most of it anymore, which good for mm-hmm. him. He needs a break. But I feel like in this story especially, I can't remember who wrote this story. I think there were two authors of this story. But I felt like you can tell that they did take a lot of inspiration and like really care about like what Akira had written before them. Yeah. Um, and the story Damn, yeah. was like really nice because of that. Because it, I've had this problem where like with when other writers do Valkyrie, they're always just pretty off and weird. Um, mm-hmm. She was too mean, and Mika's even more of a freak. Um, <laughs> or you know, they it's just always a little. Or they like, just out of don't character. like. Or they just don't fit into like they don't the pre-established. Canon. Yeah. Like snow globe. God, don't even give me snow globe. <laughs> because snow globe. Like, yeah, we'll talk about that some. Eventually, that was the last uh, gotcha of like old era too. A portent of things to come. <laughs> huh. Jeez. 
Um, but this story was really good, honestly. I, you know, I love some good Valkyrie angst, but I was, I didn't want that, I didn't want this story to be that. And I'm glad that it wasn't all of that. I liked that they were able to, like, explore, like, the characters and, like, how they've been struggling with their own things a little bit without it, like, being the main focus or without it, like, being kind of, like, cringe or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, it was just, like, really genuine and sweet. I felt like the whole story was very genuine. Um... It, it really reminded me of a gotcha more so than an event story, yeah. which I have mixed feelings on because I would like, obviously I would like to see. I want events to like stay like big affairs. Yeah, I want, but events haven't like, not every event has always been a big affair. Like this isn't mm -hmm. something that's weird or I think going to, you know, say anything about the course of OnStars. Um, sure. But I, you know, I would like more uh, significant Valkyrie events so that I could, you don't get to read more about <laughs> them. Um, but, but all the significant Valkyrie events that we've had lately have been... Yeah, because that's the thing, is that, like, how much more can you really say about Valkyrie? I feel like they've kind of, like, reached, like, the end of their, you know, narrative road, so to speak. They've almost entirely resolved, like, these issues they used to have. And so now it's they're just kind so of, like, living life. Crazy. It is so fucking crazy that, like, back in the OnStars 1 days, that they, like, made the decision to, like, wrap up every character arc. Yeah. And then, like, did they not know that they were going to try and, like, sustain the narrative past that point? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've always thought that that was weird. Um, but a lot of characters in New Era OnStars do suffer for it, so that kind of sucks. Okay, you I You want to talk about the gotcha? That we read today, uh, sweets. Do we, yeah. Do we want do we want to do circus first or sweets first? Let's talk about the gotcha first because I have way less to say about it. Okay, sure. It was just four chapters, like the like the last one. Mm -hmm. Um, I see. I've read this story a couple times before. It's cute. Um, but it's kind something of so, something that um, it's been a minute since I read it. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of the things in it that I like and stuff I don't like very much. You know, talking of incorporating supernatural stuff into On Stars, mm -hmm. there is Ritsu does make some kind of hell cake. See, but that's what something I was gonna mention. This is the first time that I'm aware of, um, because I'm I'm pretty sure this doesn't come up in main story. But I'm pretty sure this is the first time that we learn about Ritsu's like devil treats how he loves to make like sweets and pastries and candies and cakes and whatnot and they all look awful but they're like so good but mm -hmm. that's like something that comes up in so many stories and um especially like tea club stories and so it's <laughs> cute that it originated in this little gotcha Aww. um i think that naru and Sena just do not feel right Sena is the worst. Yeah. They're, he's just rude with, like, zero depth or tenderness. Mm -hmm. And, like, I get that Izumi... He is an asshole. And it's important... It's an important part of him that he is rude. But there's something missing here. And there's yeah. something missing from Naru, too. There's, like, a certain, like, level of, like, self-awareness or, like... I don't know how, I don't know what to call it. Intelligence? I, she's like, she like seems like more of a caricature. Um, I think that that's just 
common with these older OnStar stories when, like, the characters haven't, like, fully been realized yet. Yeah. A lot of them just don't seem quite right, um, especially characters who didn't get, like, a lot of, you know, time in main story. Mm-hmm. But a lot of what I didn't like about the story did ha- come from, like, um, Izumi and Arashi's interactions. Yeah, he, he really not as mean to her as he sometimes would be, but also seems less like he cares about her. Yeah, he just doesn't come across quite right in this one. Back at this time, if you, if you liked Izumi, it had to be because you just had a thing for boys that are just nasty, awful, mean, terrible people with no redeeming traits. And you can see that if you like look at old fan content, for sure. I was looking at like old on stars stuff on eight tracks and like the old playlists for Izumi are like Ooh, shitty boy, nasty boy, garbage boy, which isn't how people approach him these days. Right, Izumi's become one of the like like most tender characters, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, you know, growth and whatnot. Um the story is also just like, obvi- obviously these characters have changed a lot. Um, and they, is basically the same. They know each other pretty well um, mm-hmm. later on. And I feel like they aren't interacting like they know each other very well yet. Right. Um, which is interesting. Which, but it's which weird, though, because, because Sena and Naru have yeah. known each other since childhood. But they also interact like they know each other more so, I think, than the other characters. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't seem phased at all by... Um, his uh, very aggressive transphobia and homophobia. So. <laughs> you, that's another you, thing that's missing from Naru, which I actually do think like is chalked up appropriately to character development, though, mm-hmm. which is that later on she becomes much more assertive in the face of that stuff. Yeah. But early on she just takes it in stride. Yeah. Um, she She does... She's like really funny. She's always been funny and she's always been mm-hmm. kind of like crass and um blunt and she'll like say like really rude weird things but like (laughs) in like a very nice way um and that's like stems even that's that like um that's always like been something with her that Mm -hmm. I really liked about her character um and so it, it it's fun to see it it's fun to see it goes you know way way back which like I said I've read this story before a couple times because it's a night story um, but it has been a minute since I read it last. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm basically done talking about this story. Yeah, it was fine. It was cute. Izumi sucked a little, but whatever. So, Circus. Circus was longer than Sakura Fest. Circus was way longer and way too long. Overall, it did a lot less to justify its runtime. Mm-hmm. I found I found it funny how they tried so hard to give um, Mao and Makoto a dynamic here. Yeah. <laughs> because and it makes sense because Sakura Fest like fleshed out a lot of the Trickstar dynamics, but not that one. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense, and they're like you know the two kind of guys who are playing always playing second fiddle. So it makes sense to give them a dynamic, but it really just. It felt like those two were just awkwardly forcing themselves to joke together because mm-hmm. the writing was awkwardly forcing them to joke together. Yeah, I, I agree. They're just not very charming. They, their dynamic isn't very fun to read. 
The um, only part I liked was when Makoto was like, oh, what if they have stage fright? And Mal was like, they're not like you, Makoto. <laughs> <laughs> you pathetic bitch. Um, yeah, so overall, like, I didn't love it. It didn't justify its runtime. I think if it had been shorter and more condensed, it would have been much better. I did. I felt like it dragged on. I felt like it's it kept reiterating mm-hmm. things it didn't need to. Especially the earlier half. After the performance actually started, I felt like I was enjoying myself more. Yeah. Um, but the stuff about like that focused on Tori practicing, and I hate uh, to say this because I love Tori. Uh huh. Um, but that's that shit was kind of boring. It was, there were a lot of funny moments in there, but overall it really did not need to be that long. Yeah, there were there funny were like moments. like six training I like montages when, in this I like story. when, when Yuzuru and Tori were like arguing over the sound of the chainsaw and they got like really into like the semantics of uh-huh. like how Yuzuru <laughs> phrased something while there was like a chainsaw revving. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, the, there was so much, there was, from, to the very beginning and then again towards the end. There was, like, so much, like, absolutely ridiculous shit, but everybody was, like, was so really nonchalant yes. about it. Um, like, Yuzuru t- being, sh- like, I'm gonna saw your head off, literally, mm-hmm. and for real. And, um, then... The lion The lion escaping. just escaping, and everyone being, like, okay, so, uh, the lion escaped. Let's <laughs> go find it. We can't talk about the lion yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I cannot stop thinking about the lion. Um... <laughs> The best character. For sure. All of Tori's, like, weirdness was funny. Yeah. Tori being... Tori basically dressing himself up in a cartoon baby outfit and sexualizing (laughs) himself is what he does. You know what? The Tori card is actually perfect for him because that's exactly what he does. It is. The characterization was very early core. Oh, And it manifested in various ways. There are some characters who have actually, like, changed a lot. I think the twins are very different now mm-hmm. in how mm-hmm. they're portrayed. I think Yuzuru and Tori are also very different. With Tori, a lot of it can be chalked up to character development. Yeah. But I, I still think they're quite different. Keito, Eichi, and Wataru, though, are like basically exactly the same now, except like more complicated. Yeah, so reading I noticed this was that. like kind of like reading like a parody of these characters. I noticed that. I felt like I felt like Eichi especially, because, like, Wataru and yes. Keito don't get all that much, like, screen time. I feel like Eichi gets more. Um, but especially him, like, re- he felt like Eichi. He He's felt like any Eichi story. Yes! Which, in a, I mean that in a good way. Eichi has a really good and consistent character writing, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he was not also, every character He was also, that. like, the shining light of the main story. Yeah. The most, I mean, the main character, basically. Mm-hmm. I really like Koga more and more. Yeah. <laughs> Koga, the thing about Koga... Good. When Koga is nice, he's, like, sugar sweet. He's, like, sickly. Like, it's not just that he's a jerk with a heart of gold, which is why I thought I didn't like him, because I don't generally like that trope. But it's, like, deep down, he's, like, a child who loves everyone. Yeah, he. but he, like, he's just, like, you know, he wants to be, like, cool and different and stuff. Yeah. And he looks up to Ray a lot, and so he wants to, like, be doing whatever he's doing and mm-hmm. stuff, but he's, like, tsundere about it. He's cute. He's really, he's, really he's like cute. a teenage boy. He's yeah. cute. Um, I am glad that the twins did, um, Trafis, uh, put that in a music video. I've been <gasps> waiting so oh, long. Oh, shit, that'd be so cool. What would you do if you saw a sensitive boy on the trapeze? 
<laughs> Fuck. Uh, um, so, because I've been saying this forever, but like they, the story, the stories like for the twins are all like, yeah, they're like so physically impressive. They're super capable, and they create like all these crazy shows because they're like circus performers. And then in the music, and then video, in the music video, it's just it's undead like, in the background shuffling like <laughs> old men. I want to see them perform. I know they're capable of so much more than they have them do. Like we didn't talk about this in like the update section. Um, but there was the a new Twink, Twink video. video. Um, it was pretty It was impressive. fine, but it was, like, so boring. Like, they could have been doing fucking all kinds of crazy stunts. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but it was nice to read about it in the story. <laughs> <laughs> the I'm, way that they... The, the telepathic communication is extremely prominent in, in this one. Okay, okay. There was... A, last time we talked about this, you were like, yeah, but they're supposed to just be, like... You know, communicating non-verbally with gestures. But there's some moments in the story for which that is not a sufficient explanation. For the twins, especially the twins, because there's um, an on-star story. Whenever a character is thinking, they'll have their thoughts in like parentheses. That's how it's indicated. Um, and the twins have their thoughts in parentheses, but they're obviously talking back and forth. Yes. Whereas whenever Fina are talking to each other, it's not in parentheses, implying that they're talking out loud. And they even right. mention like, "Oh, you need to not be talking about this because we're like performing." Yes. And so what I'm thinking, it's like, did they just canonize that the twins have like twin telepathy? They all have fucking telepathy. Okay, listen <laughs> to this. Did you notice the part of the end when Tori says out loud, why are you doing this part of the song, Yuzuru? This is like too early for this part of the song. Then Yuzuru thinks, no, no, Aichi wanted me to delay things a little bit. And Tori thinks, oh, okay. And calms down and stops being angry. Like, how could that have happened except through telepathy? I thought that Tori saw Anzu in the crowd. And she, like, looked happy. That was a different part. And he was like, oh, so things are okay, I gotcha. No, that was a different part. Oh, I don't remember the part you're talking about. Okay, well, uh, loyal fans, go and find that and send (laughs) send screenshots of it to the Twitter. (laughs) I've probably mentioned this before because it's in every story, but I love all the, like, manufactured like stake raising that mm-hmm. the characters do where like it's hard for Akira to really make every performance feel narratively like it actually has high stakes I thought... so he just has the characters go this one's now or never you know it's a real do or die event every single time i thought it was so funny how like mao was talking about um like yeah they just put off like little soccer fest to do circus like they just let us do it like so that they could prepare for this actually like huge life-changing circus performance (laughs) and so i just found it so funny that they decided that the thing that was supposed to be bigger than soccer fest like that gave trickstar the opportunity to do that like really big show for them was the circus. The circus. (laughs) Like, just the circus. (laughs) Like, the not a circus-themed life, but, like, the literal circus. And these little idols... It's, like, not even affiliated with the school. It's, it's like, explicitly not not affiliated with the school. And how how they're, like, we had to give up to, like, prepare for, um, to do the circus. And they did, like, actual circus performing, like... Ichi got up on a tightrope, like, up in the big top of a circus. Yeah. 
and he was like, yeah, I'm going to walk this. Like, how long have you, like, it takes, in real life, I cannot get over this. In real life, it takes people, like, years of experience to learn how to do that. No, but to be fair, the story does establish that Aichi spent, like, perhaps weeks on end watching videos of people doing circus <laughs> performances. I forgot about that part where Aichi, Aichi was like, don't worry, I've watched so many circus performances, and now I know how to do it. I don't need to learn how to do anything as long as I can watch a video of somebody else doing it. That's basically how you are, babe. It's you watch <laughs> one YouTube tutorial and then you can, like, fix a faucet. Yeah, but it's not the same thing. I don't know if I can yeah. walk a tightrope. Type they seem roughly equally hard to me. Um, um, and then he falls off and he's like, oh, oopsie. And then Wataru's like, don't worry, I got you. And it's like, bro, of, you almost died. Another case of people talking way too much while falling. Wataru and Aichi had a whole conversation about how, like, Wataru got nervous about Aichi falling and, like, saved him, like, while they were falling. And then they kept falling, and they there was, like, time for Yuzuru and Tori to, like, converse about what their plan of action is about them falling. They're just in a circus tent. It can't be that high. Throughout, like, the whole story, they, they, not the whole story, but once they actually get to the circus, they're, like, mentioning over and over how it's, like, insanely crowded and how, like, they can't move. There's, like, so many people. I don't know which of you, like, who has been to circuses before. <laughs> I have seen. been to a circus, and it's not like, the, it's not like Coachella. There's not just, like, <laughs> seas of people, like, to watch a circus performance. Okay, There's, but like, if Aichi was there. No, but that's the thing. How the hell, if it's that big of a deal, like, you can't just, like, pitch a circus tent, like, so large, you can fit, like, seas and seas of people in. That's true. That's true. How, this is, like, the least, this setting makes the least amount of sense for, like, the the story that they wanted to tell in this, in this um, event. You're right. Speaking of the seas of people, and wait, were you going to say something? Speaking of the seas of people, I thought it was so funny. It's just a small thing. I thought it was so funny how Mal like came up and was like, no one can find out that this lion escaped. But he's like saying this like in the middle of the <laughs> audience, like in the middle of the seats. When people heard. When they were like, <clears throat> when they were like, uh, so the lion's gone. <laughs> and they were, they were like, we can't let anyone know. I'm like, no, you need everyone to know so that everyone right. can leave. Because they, they're literally like, we don't want the circus to get canceled. I think the circus should get canceled. I think that it's actually unethical to prioritize being able to put on this show over the fact that a bunch of people are now in danger of a random lion attack. It was so funny. Everybody was so chill about it. And then AT is just like, oh, Mr. Lion, okay. you and me, we're Listen. the same. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lion, I've been thinking. <laughs> we ain't so different, you and I. Um, H.E.'s monologue was fucking awesome. Best part of the whole story. No, H.E.'s monologue in this was genuinely good. It was so good. I want you to lend me your strength, if possible, Mr. Real Life Lion, Mr. Animal. And then it worked. The way it worked. I don't the know. He H. still H. fell off the tightrope. <laughs> No, but it worked on the lion. Like in the car, in the CG at the end, the lion is smiling. He's yeah. having a good time. Ichi's pep talk like helped him. <laughs> <laughs> like, it worked. Um, 
And then the way he's like, please don't tell anyone that I was pissing my pants and crying talking to this lion. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. It was a real lion. We would all be scared. I think it's perfectly in character that Aichi, when confronted with a real life lion, decided to cope with his fear by monologuing at it. So true. Um, he He's so funny. It was such an Aichi thing to do. Mm. Um, genuinely, really enjoyed that that scene. Mr. King of Beasts. Um, also, by the way, this is the first time that Eiji has engaged in a noted habit of his, that being almost falling to his death. He um, does like to do that. We've got we've to mark this down, because I'm sure we'll, we'll have a tally of like six or seven uh, attempts. It's all like subconsciously reacting to all the people who killed themselves because of him. <laughs> um, we've gone on for, for quite a while now. Okay, well, you want to move on to our insomnia fun? Yes. So, um, this week we had a request for our in segment uh, for us to talk a little bit about which answer is candy. It's so good, isn't it? It's really the perfect <laughs> yeah. question. Which on-stars characters slash characters um, are fans of the Beatles <laughs> and which hate them? It's perfect somehow. I feel like, because I automatically like have this answers one, for this. This one is for Nero, so we love you. Shout out. Shout out to them. I'm doing, I'm doing the thumb heart that K-pop guys do. I, yeah, I you do. don't know how to do it. Um, <laughs> it's the simplest thing in the world. <laughs> like this? No, like this. Like this? No. What am I, what am I doing wrong? I, this is this bad This is air. not the time. <laughs> okay, so obviously... I feel like I don't even have to say this. Mm-hmm. H.E. Ten Showin loves the Beatles. I, H.E. Ten exactly Showin my first thought as soon as I heard this question. So, he's so Beatles core. <laughs> What's his, okay, so what is Beatles core? Gets assassinated. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I do think H.E. would like the Beatles, and I'm being serious. The Beatles has this... The, the music has this energy to it that's like... Feels like very playful mm-hmm. and experimental, both like with the music and just like experimental with music and just like in the tone of it. And I feel like Aichi would like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I conversely, I feel like if you played the Beatles music for Subaru, I feel like he would fail to register that there was music playing. Um, yeah, they're not like that crazy. They're, they're, they're like a frequency that he can't hear. Yeah, I don't even know what you would put in front of Subaru and he'll be like, oh yeah, this is a jam. <laughs> um, the sound of like a knife scraping against a chalkboard. <laughs> Fuck. Um, do you think, oh, and Ray, Ray would love oh, the Beatles. Oh, of course. Ray's, Ray's Probably a canonically fan. loves the Beatles because he's like old. He's literally younger about, than me. It's about more than that. Um, but he has his but old But he has thing. old sensibilities or whatever. So right, yeah, sure. Yeah. He would, H.E. likes the Beatles because he really, truly appreciates the music. Whereas Ray likes the Beatles As because part of he's his persona. Old. Yes. Um, I feel like Ritsu genuinely likes the Beatles more than Ray, but puts on a show of disliking them because Ray puts on a show of liking For them. For sure. I literally was exactly thinking that. Yes. Now who would hate the Beatles? Genuinely. Who would hate the Beatles? 
Um, I think Izumi hates the Beatles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just because they're ugly. Yeah. I don't think Izumi likes music, so. Right. But he would have really especially hate the Beatles. But, yeah. Um. I think Kato would, like, come into the student council office and then Ichi would just, like, be playing the White Album or something. And, um... <laughs> this is the Beatles album. Yeah. That I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know other ones, but that is the one that first came to mind. And Kato's like, fuck, I have to listen to this shit again. I, d- I was gonna say that. <laughs> as soon as you mentioned Kato, I was like, oh, he does not like the Beatles. No, Kato does not like the Beatles. Nah. They're too British for him. Mm-hmm. He's so smart. Um, <laughs> who Koga would hate the Beatles genuinely? Oh, Koga would fucking wish he could de- demolish the Beatles. Koga would want to go back in time and shoot John Lennon himself. <laughs> Koga um, hates everything, <laughs> but like in a, in a fun way. Um, on stars in general is so Beatles core. It's kind of fucked. It's up. weird that I'm saying this, like. I need to I need to add as a disclaimer, I don't like the Beatles that much. I know about as much about them as probably any like twenty year old in America does. Mm-hmm. But I I get a must. <laughs> you really think so? I don't know. All Stars just uh, really has that vibe. Who's the least on Stars core on Stars character? Um Himeru. No. I wasn't confident about that either. No. No. He's like, they're all on-stars characters. Yeah. But like, Aichi is the most on-stars core character. Yeah, for sure. So there's gotta be a least. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Onzu. Onzu. Onzu's not a character. Maybe that makes her the least on stars core because like on stars so is pretty pretty. On stars characters are pretty characters. They really are. Every on stars character is like really a character. So true. In the way that where like where you're talking about like a distant relative who keeps fucking their life up. <laughs> like oh yeah, they're a character. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Hiori. I think Hiori hates the Beatles. Do you think Hiori hates the Beatles? Hmm. I mean, no. Hiori is such a like, like a like a like a new money kind of guy. Sure. He he would not have those those classical sensibilities. Sure, yeah. He would he he listens to like Doja Cat. He, of he, course, he listens to Doja Cat because like everybody should listen to Doja Cat. But... I think Hi wouldn't listen to Doja Cat. No, it's sad, but you're right. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't think he hates the Beatles. I think Hiori doesn't know the Beatles. Nagisa would really like the Beatles. <laughs> Nagisa probably would. Yeah. I we don't we don't have time to go through every fucking on stage. Yeah, it's been an hour. Um. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, look forward to uh, a new episode next week. Um. You can follow us at tw- on Twitter. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter for updates or no updates. You know. I want to acknowledge that we didn't put any episodes out for a month, but like it's cool. We were sick for a while. Yeah, I got I got covered really bad, so. But uh, we we really like doing this, so it's not gonna stop. Um. 
And you can also send suggestions for our end segment there on Twitter or you can email us at onair, mm-hmm. E-N-A-I-R, or podcast at gmail. You can like slip it into like a, a translation thread that you make. <laughs> Just like some free advertising. That would be so sick. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody who makes translation threads or is uh, listening to this. Because nobody's yet. listening to this except for two of my friends probably. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs>